Caroline Dowd-Higgins. I'm a speaker and a career and executive coach, and today I welcome Miracle Olatunji to the show. Miracle is going to talk about her experience as a young professional and how she discovered her purpose and found the balance between work and her passion. Miracle, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. So you have this awesome new book, really exciting. It's called Purpose, How to Live and Lead with Impact. But I I love your message because you are a young professional who's forging her career. And you talk a lot about how the future of work is really changing. And you reference this fourth industrial revolution. So walk us through that. What does that mean? Yeah, so essentially the world um, is becoming a lot more interconnected. Um, We know as a result of like social media and just like a lot of people being able to connect with people at various um, parts of the world, that really allows each and every one of us to like share our passions and share our knowledge with one another. And part of the fourth industrial revolution um, talks a lot about like the skills that you need to be successful in the future. And in order to um, really be able to be successful, the first thing that you need is to be able to be um, open-minded and willing to learn new things along the way. Because with all these new technologies coming up every single day or you know every single month, um, you have to be able to adapt to all the various changes that are happening in the world. So in the book, I talk a lot about some of the, like the basic hard skills that are like technical that you should have an understanding of. And also I talk about like soft skills that are really important, like leadership and empathy, things like that, that will help you be successful in the future of work. Awesome. And I'm really glad to hear that we're still focusing on emotional intelligence, even as the world gets more technologically advanced, right? We can't lose that human element, I think, anyway. What are your thoughts? Yeah, for sure. I completely agree with you on that because I feel like as the world becomes more technical, like even now, people, we spend so much time online and there's not a lot of like face to face interaction. And I think if you're able to have those like strong people skills, you'll stand out. Um, especially like when you're applying for jobs and you're applying for various different opportunities that gives you like an advantage. You know, you have been honored with so many accolades at a young age. It's really impressive. I want to tell our global audience, you are a young global leadership scholar. You're a youth entrepreneur of the year and a woman to watch. That's really impressive. And, And also writing a book. So what precipitated writing a book? So kind of my inspiration behind writing the book was uh, the story behind my name. I've kind of all my life thought of, um, you know, why is my name Miracle? Like there has to be a reason. And as I learned the story, I realized um, that I have a purpose for being here on this earth. And not only me, but every single one, every single person on this earth has a purpose for being here. And so a lot of times, um, especially like early career professionals and also like Um, older professionals, we all go through stages in our careers and in our lives where we're questioning, like, what's my why? You know, what do I, what do I want to do? And like, what are my skills and my strengths? And so I wrote this book to be sort of like a guidebook for people to start thinking about those areas and those um, industries that they're passionate about, those problems that they want to solve, and also like how their unique skill sets and experiences can help them be successful in their different career paths and their different um, entrepreneurial pursuits as well. Well, you are a savvy woman, and we're so grateful for your insight. Is there a story behind your name? Does your family have anything to share about choosing the name Miracle? Yeah, so um, I actually opened the book um, with that story. Um, so I guess if anyone wants to find out about it, I share in detail in like the very first chapter of the book. 
give us a little glimpse though. I know yeah, sure. I've read the book and I don't I don't want to do a spoiler <laughs> alert, right. but I'd love just a little appetite. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, so long story short, um, I wasn't expected to live to be the age I'm right now. Um, so when I was born, uh, the doctors told my parents that I was a miracle baby. Um, and so kind of knowing that story always like makes me think every day that um, it's such like a blessing to be on this earth and that I'm here for a reason. And so is like everybody else on this earth. Um, we all have a purpose for being here. Awesome. That's a great story. Thanks for sharing. So I'm particularly interested that you're helping other young women build their net worth, recognize their self-worth, and you know, build their social capital through their network. I don't think we focus on young women enough, and I'm really impressed with your mission to do so. Tell us a little bit about how you're making that happen. Yeah, so this all started actually in my junior year. Um, I hadn't, I didn't know anything about finances, like personal finance, and I went to this event with my mom, and it was actually called Women Empowered to Financially Thrive. And during this event, I learned a lot about like the wage gap. I learned about the investing gap and just like overall, like how a lot of the times when you're talking about personal finance, it's geared towards the boys and not so much the women um, and the girls. So um, after hearing this, I decided that I wanted to kind of spread this message further. And so I developed this event where um, we bring in speakers and we have a bunch of people come from um, young professionals to like more experienced professionals to talk about building their net worth, building their self-worth and a network. So I really focus on these three things because I, I think it speaks to helping you be successful in both your personal life and also your professional life as well. And I know that um, you know money isn't everything, but the thing is that money is power. And when you're able to have financial wellness, you can see um, better quality of life in all different aspects of your life. When you're just like not worried about money, you're thinking more about, you know, how can you be a better friend or like you just you're able to focus more on things in your life that are more important if you're able to like manage your money more effectively. Beautifully put. And I think women of all ages need to have a better relationship with money. I think there are some cultural stigmas that women have handling money. And I think we need to break through those barriers and and learn how to respect it. Uh, right. And, and make it work for us. Exactly. Because money is power. Absolutely. So I, I love how you talk about how you've got some top role models. Among them are Oprah Winfrey, Sally Krawcheck, <laughs> and Tiffany Pham. So tell us about those three amazing women and what draws mm -hmm. you to them. Sure. So I'll start with Oprah. Um, Oprah really inspires me because like, despite all of the challenges that she's gone through in her personal life and also in her professional life, um, you know, I feel like she is a really inspiring figure um, and role model for me because she's resilient. And also I feel like she has a very strong sense of self. She has a sense of self. She has a lot of confidence and she has a lot of like self-worth. And that's something that I really admire and look up to. And then Sally Krawcheck, she's the founder of this company called Elvest. And what Elvest does is their platform, a financial technology platform for women to be able to invest and they also have different like content that they post about various um, ways that you can build your net worth and also like just career strategies as well. Another thing I like about Sally Krawcheck is she's really big on like women supporting women. And one thing that she has also in addition to LVS is called the Elevate Network. And so essentially the way it works is there are different chapters in a lot of major cities around the U.S. 
and also outside the U.S. And they're basically just like this huge women's network where women can come together and support one another. Um, and I think that's really, really inspiring. And then finally, Tiffany Pham. She's the founder of a company called Mogul. And the reason why she decided to start Mogul was because every time she would Google the word Mogul, um, the results were always just like older men and there was never any women. Um, there wasn't a lot of diversity. And so she decided to create Mogul as a platform for women to connect and also like share their ideas and like share resources, share jobs, job opportunities. And now when you Google mogul on the internet, um, her platform comes up and all these pictures of different women come up who are very inspiring. And so these three are, I would consider them my top role models. That's awesome. I, I've had the great pleasure of meeting Sally Krawcheck. Oh I've God. never met Oprah or, or Tiffany, but she is amazing. Um, and and I, I'm very impressed with her as well. Oh I've God. learned so much from her. Oh my gosh, I love her. <laughs> She's amazing. Well, you should check out an Elevate event. I'm sure they would welcome you in. They're, they're quite extraordinary, mm -hmm. so do check it out. For sure, yes. So I want to talk about something that you articulate in your book so beautifully, the, the power of relationships in life and career. That comes natural to some and not to others. So what's your strategy for building relationships and really stewarding and developing them and not just collecting people, but building relationships. Mm -hmm, for sure. I think one of the key aspects to building effective relationships, it starts with like just a genuine interest in wanting to learn more about somebody. So one thing I always like to think about is a stranger is just like a friend you haven't met yet and you haven't gotten to know. So like everyone around you has a story and they have passions and they have things that they care about. And so all it takes is just really being interested and wanting to know someone as opposed to thinking like, oh, what can this person do for me? I think a lot of the times uh, networking is very intimidating for people because it feels very transactional. Like, oh, what can this person do for me? It's always like a get, get, get kind of thing. And it's never about giving. So in addition to like showing a genuine interest in someone, always think about what are some ways that you can help them. So like, for example, whenever I'm networking with someone, um, as I'm listening to their story, I'm thinking of, okay, who are some people that I could connect them with that could help them as they build their venture as, or as they're looking for internships or whatever it is that they're doing. I'm always kind of thinking from that standpoint of what can I give as opposed to like, what can I just get? Beautiful. I'm with you 100%. I really think we need to pay it forward and think about how we can help other people. And and I found in my experience, when we lead with that, people are so generous and the reciprocity mm -hmm. happens. We'll be right back after a quick break. Your working life is powered by your stories. We want to hear more from our listeners about your experiences in the workplace Tell us what challenges you've overcome or tips you've learned along the way. And even better, if you don't have the answers, let us know what issues you want to know more about. We want this podcast to serve all of your working life needs. Send me an email at caroline at carolinedoubthiggins.com. love in the book how you talk about self-awareness. I think that is an incredible skill. Uh, I think it's something that we develop throughout our lives. And I would love for you to talk about that because I think we can all be more empowered and have clarity about our purpose 
And what we love to do if we take some time to really stop and be quiet and think. So what would you like to say about that? Yes, I totally agree with you on that because I feel like every single day we all have different things that we're working on, whether it's, you know, going to your job or you're going to school, you know, there's never really a lot of time to just like sit back and reflect. And so I think self-awareness is really important because it allows you to take a stop, uh, take a pause and think about where you are now and like mentally, spiritually, um, professionally, whatever it is that you want to evaluate and think about where you want to be and like, what are those things that you can improve? Because I think if you're always just constantly going through the motions of life, you're never thinking about, okay, how can I be a better leader? How can I be a better employee, a better friend? You know, your self-awareness helps you think more about how you can improve and just become a better version of yourself. Do you talk about that with your friends and your colleagues and, and people with whom you interact? Um, yeah, so we, me and my friend actually, um, so over the summer we went to Denmark together. And so one day we were just in the park, <laughs> sitting down in the grass, and we were talking about our goals for the upcoming semester. So we were both, um, we're about to, we were about to start our sophomore year, our second year of college. And, you know, this is going to be, well, this is a really big year for us because we're starting to apply to co-op jobs and internships. And so there's going to be a lot more responsibilities that we have. So we were just sitting there and talking about our various goals um, from health um, to our professional goals to our academics. We were just talking about those things to each other and sort of becoming each other's accountability partners in those goals. So we would check in um, on how we're doing with what those goals that we had set. Good stuff. You know, you talk about how your generation is really driven and you certainly celebrate an entrepreneurial mindset, but you actually started a startup business when you were in high school. Tell us about that. Yeah. So when I was in high school, I would go through, go to all these different summer programs during the summer. And these programs helped me learn a lot about myself and what careers that I wanted to pursue and also enabled me to meet other high school students because I feel like in high school you always you're always interacting with people that you know already who live close by but then these programs give you an opportunity to meet people from other states and also even from other countries too uh, that was a really cool opportunity and one thing I noticed was that while these programs are really awesome um, it was very hard to find them like I would talk to my friends about the summer programs that I was doing and they'd be like oh where did you find that how do you find out about that? So that kind of was a wake up call for me to say like, oh, there needs to be a way that students can access these opportunities. And that's what led me to start Opportunity in high school. That is so cool. I mean, did you feel like it was a daunting project or were you just plowing straight forward and said, I'm, I'm doing it? Um, so one thing that had really helped me was this program I had done called the Diamond Challenge. And the Diamond Challenge is a program for high school students, and it helps them work on business and social venture, uh, social impact venture ideas. And um, this program, uh, I was able to meet, it helped me meet mentors and people who could help me with like bringing my idea to life. So yes, it was initially daunting, but I think being able to have a mentor was something that helped me make it less daunting. Awesome. Now you're currently a student at Northwestern University in my neck of the woods. We're in the Midwest, so you're enjoying oh, beautiful North Chicago. Oh, forgive me, you're Northeastern, so you're in Boston. It happens all the time, no worries. So you're in Boston. Oh, fantastic. That's great. I have a dear friend from high school that went to Northeastern. I know it well. Well, 
homage to Northeastern and Northwestern. Both are awesome <laughs> schools, but I want to make sure we got you identified with the right one. But you're studying business information science. And I'm curious, how did you get to that path? Because you talk in your book about finding your passion. And it's not always a clear path for everybody. That feels so daunting to find your passion. How did you explore and, and, and get to, to find your passion in that particular course of study? So when I was applying to colleges, I actually was accepted to Northeastern as a computer science and business major. Um, and then I switched. Um, I'm actually finance now. So I'm business administration with a finance concentration. But I am still considering doing an information science or like computer science minor. Um, so right now, I'm just keeping my options open. And as I'm taking different classes, I'm learning about what I like and what I don't like. Um, so I think just being able to have exposure to different career fields helps you figure out what you want to do. Miracle, it is music to my ears that you are giving yourself permission to change your mind and figure out what you like. You know, I think so many people, uh, regardless of whether they're in school or navigating the career world, feel like they just have one path and one job. And I believe that uh, you're going to change your mind and that's okay. So well done you. So as we as we wrap up, I'd love to talk a little bit about self-care because you do you do address this in the book. And I, I see so many professionals getting burned out because they're just burning the candle at both ends. And I think treating ourselves well is something we need to do consistently. And it's great if we can start young. What's your take on self-care? I think it's super important. Uh, one of my favorite, I saw this on Instagram the other day, and it was uh, this quote that said, self-care isn't selfish. Um, a lot of people actually feel bad when they're taking time for themselves. They feel like they are not, um, you know, thinking about other people, that they're being selfish. But really, self-care is really important if you want to be able to continue to help other people. So, like, if you're not able to just, like, take a step back and, you know, figure out what ways um, work best for you to relax and to re-energize, re um, then you're being at a, you're putting other people also at a disadvantage, too, because you're not operating at, like, your highest level. And um, I think um, one thing that I talk about a lot in my book is burnout. So a lot of people, um, when they're working a lot, they can experience burnout. And then that ultimately, like, impacts the way that they work and, like, the quality of their work. So I think self-care is really important, not just for you and your own well-being, but also for the well-being of those around you. Nicely put. So what's your secret? What do you do for self-care? Any tips? Um, I feel like everyone has different things that they like to do. For me, um, I like to go running. Um, I also like dancing and just like making tea and relaxing, watching a movie or reading a book. Just like anything that I can do that helps me relax. Awesome. Miracle, what a joy to have you on the show. I learned so much from you. I love, love, love your book. And I'm really grateful for the opportunity to speak with you on the show. But I want to tell our global audience, your book is titled Purpose, How to Live and Lead with Impact. And it's available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And I hope you all will check it out. Miracle, thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And hey, if you like the show, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. And even better, leave us a review because this helps other people find us online. And let me know what career issues you would like for me to feature on a future show. You can find me on Twitter at C. Dowd Higgins. And I want to give a shout out to my podcast colleagues, Laura Deck 
Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you both for making this show extraordinary for our listening audience. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening.